is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and I'm joined once again by our weekly guest throughout this season of The Ultimate Fighter, Demarcus Johnson. Demarcus, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, a lot more from you on this week's show. Uh, a lot of stuff that um, went down with the American team that apparently was not all as it seemed from uh, your recounting of the events in your blog. and. Uh, we got to see two fights, one of which included you this week. Um, you know, let's just let's start back with uh, Team USA getting into it and uh, a little upset after Mark Miller's uh, um, loss, and you know, Team UK guys kind of getting together. We talked about this a little bit last week. They kind of bonded with all of them over, and like you said, if it was Americans over in the UK, you think you might have been the same way. Um, had a lot of different age differences and egos and personalities clashing on the U.S. team. Uh, what happened here this week that uh, they didn't really get across? Well, first of all... Are you there? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm on my cell phone. So, Well, first of all, like the things that don't come across well is, as far as egos go on the team, I mean, there wasn't really much of an ego. Most of the egos were by the guys who haven't really gotten that much camera time for some reason. Like, like guys like Jason Pierce had a huge ego, and I think you can actions just on like on on my Facebook page have been, you know, people don't dig on him so much. And, I mean, and Jason Dent, I mean, he's kind of being portrayed as, you know, kind of like the victim of, like, the cool kids or however you want to, like, say it. But, I mean, really, it was just, I think it was more personality than anything because, I mean, whenever, like, an argument broke out, I I mean, and this goes throughout the house, you know, uh, you know, Jason Dent was the first to, you know, dip into the, oh, well, I've already fought in the UFC once card, you know, he would all, he was always really quick to, to pull that card, you know, I've already fought in the UFC, and you guys haven't even proven yourselves, blah, 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 and us, like me, Frank, Cameron, and, I mean, Mark, Mark Miller, I mean, we were all there to fight, and, you know, it wasn't, I mean, Speaking for myself, I would like I've told I've told you many times. Like I wasn't there to be a rock star on TV. I, I mean, I really could care less if anybody knew my name or not. I just wanted to fight and get paid to fight. That's all I wanted to do. And I mean, it's it's the creative editing that's making it making it come off. It, it's definitely a little bit of a spin to it, but I mean, makes for good TV. Shit, I love watching it. Well, and that's with all the shows. I mean, they clearly, uh, they kind of laid out Cameron as the young guy with the cocky attitude and uh, just kind of a a little bit of a goof. That's what he came off as this week. And they, like you said, they were trying to portray Jason as uh, almost a victim with what happened. And 
especially with your outside training session um, and, and what happened in the van and that back and forth, that went a little differently than what they showed on the episode. That that went a lot differently than what was shown. I mean, what happened and the way it was shown is, I mean, I, I knew it would happen, but, like, I, you never really realize, like, the way they can make you look on TV until, I guess, until you're put in that situation. But what happened is, like, Cameron and Dent, Dent had been freaking out about his wife cheating on him the whole time he had been in the house. And while we were sitting around the campfire, you know, talking, everybody was telling, like, horrible cheating relationship stories. And that's what was going on. Everybody was talking about it. And I don't know if Dent became uncomfortable with, you know, whatever, or, because I'm sure it was pretty mentally wearing. But, I mean, there was, I pulled Dent aside, Frank, Frank pulled Dent aside one time and was telling him, hey, you know, if your wife's cheating on you, you probably don't need to be with her. Anyways, after all that stuff happened, after after that happened, like, and then Cameron told that story, it just left it, I mean, I'm sure, as it did with, you know, a lot of America, I mean, left a bad taste in the mouth of, you know, everybody there that witnessed that story. I mean, except for me, I mean, like, except for, you know, anybody who's been in a crazy situation... I mean, they understand, you know, shit happens, people make mistakes, you know, whatever. And I'm not the, you know, I'm no saint myself. And I mean, that's one thing that I I think is going to start to come across about Cameron on the show is that he's an honest kid. He, I mean, if you hear him talk, I mean, he might sound goofy. He might sound a little, you know, you might not agree with everything he says. But he is definitely, definitely honest. That is one thing that I've always found endearing about Cameron is just the way the way he is about his fights and everything. Well, and and the way this thing works too is is you know there is the entertainment aspect of the fight game. That's just what it is. There's 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 guys that people want to see fight because they love to watch them fight, and there's guys that People pay to see fight because they want them to get their asses kicked. I mean, that's 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 part of it. Right now, people are going to want to see Cameron step in there because, based on how he, they're going to want to see him get beat. Whether that happens or not remains to be seen, and he could completely turn that around based on his performances in the cage. But that's just part of the aspect of of what this sport is. And obviously, you being in it, you you know that you 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 get that. And as much as you just want to fight, they're going to portray you as whatever they want to do with the show. That's just the way editing goes. Yeah, I'm pretty much the loudmouth and the shit talker of the house. Pretty much is what I've been told. <laughs> so, so I'll be that guy, I guess. But I mean, anybody who knows me, they know I'm I'm fairly lighthearted about everything. So. Even some of the UK guys, I mean, I've talked to them, and they've, they're they like, people hate you over here. You know, I was like, ah, I can't wait to fight over there. <laughs> uh, well, and that's, that, see, and that's the thing, too, is is with the U.S. versus U.K. thing here is there's plenty of shows that get run over in the U.K. You get through this experience, you keep yourself in the UFC, 
you, you've already got yourself a, a massive response once you get over to <laughs> to the UK in any in one of those shows. Yeah, I'll just try and ignore that it's a bad response. I'll just I'll just take the response as just response as a good response. Well, and I think that's the way to take it with a, with a lot of people. That's I mean, there's been interviews in the past of people just embracing the fact that people are cheering one way or the other. Uh, yeah. Not the fact that it's booze. Just try not the fact. Just concentrate on the fact you're getting a reaction. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we had two fights this week. First up, the lightweight bout with Santino DeFranco and uh, Andre Winner. Um, you know, good fight here. Santino definitely did not stick to the game plan that uh, that Dan was trying to, to set up for him. And uh, Andre was, uh, I, I think, a bit overwhelming for him in the stand-up, at least in this fight. And I think he tried to pull guard too early and uh, kind of ended up in a situation similar to his first bout to get in the house where he turtled up and this time it was just too much time left. Yeah, see, like I think this is... That fight was kind of like a, I, I was talking to Santino about it, and it was like that fight was a classic case of just you know head casing a fight. I mean, the whole time you've heard, the whole time we were in the house, we heard about how good Andre was, and you know blah blah blah. And I think, and then when your own coaches kind of you know reinforce that the 155 pounders are you know are tougher than you know whoever or whatever. It just kind of, I think it got in the head a little bit, and because I, I didn't think Santino was doing that horribly, standing up with and trading with Andre. I didn't really think it was going that poorly for him. But I think he just got, and I mean, he told me himself, he just got a little antsy and a little anxious and overthinking everything as far as, you know, oh, I'm losing the round. I got to do something, you know, as opposed to just kind of playing it safe and just, Doing, I mean, doing what you know how to do was just as important as, you know, the game plan that Dan had, you know, given us. And that was kind of the fight that did that for me. I was like, you know what, I'm going to listen to Dan the absolute best I can, but I, but also keep in mind that, you know, Dan doesn't know my abilities better than I do. So that's what was kind of, that's what I took away from that fight personally, because I think, I think if Santino could have warmed up a little bit more, not not warmed up like in the locker room, but just in the fight, just got a little more comfortable in the fight, he would have realized that, you know, Andre's nothing special as far as, you know, he's not your next BJ Penn or anything like that. He's not fighting BJ. He's just fighting a dude named Andre Winner. That was it. But I think Santino put a little more emphasis on, you know, what everybody else was saying as opposed to, you know, just going out there and doing what he knows how to do. Because I've, I've trained with Santino enough to know that he's definitely got the tools to beat him. It's just, you know, stars in the line, mentally wasn't prepared, you know, whatever you want to call it. Andre was just a better dude that day. Oh, you can definitely outthink yourself out of a fight. You can outthink, your, outthink yourself over a lot of things, and that definitely seemed to be the case in this one. Yep. I've... I'll thank myself out of relationships and <laughs> I'll thank myself out of damn near everything. <laughs> uh, we all I'm do it. Horrible, all I'm a horrible poker player. Mm, well, I guess I guess once uh, once you get in the UFC, I'll have to play poker with you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll play for drinks. <laughs> there you go. That works. Um, 
Uh, next fight, we saw you taking on Dina Mossinger, um, and they they foreshadowed the finish to this fight early on the show. Um, you know, Dean in his first in his first fight to get on uh, the show found himself being susceptible to getting caught in the triangle, and uh, you know Bisping warned him about that, and uh, they hyped up the fact that you've got a very good triangle, that you've got uh, some good submission skills, and um, you know, lo and behold, it, it, you went for a Kimura and. Uh, as he was trying to take you down, and you almost locked that one in in this fight. And then, you know, you moved into that triangle position, and you got it locked on. He kind of put himself in a, a worse spot once he got in it, and and you just you did absolutely everything you had to do, and it looked very good in that fight. Um, you know, you're you're two for two now in, in your fights on the show. Moving on to the semifinals. Um, the story out of this one was. You know, you catching Dean in, in the exact move that he's being warned against, and they were trying to coach him out. And the big thing was Bisping not showing for this fight. Um, is that at all anything that registered with you during the fight, or were you completely concentrating on everything going on? And then uh, was Dan coaching you to, to work for that triangle if you got there because he saw that Amasinger was susceptible to it? Uh Actually, you know, Dan was just, before that fight, Dan was just like, you know, you got all the tools, just, you know, don't over, you know, don't over, don't overthink it, and also, you know, you know, respect everything he throws, don't be in there being cocky or anything, and that's exactly what I did, I mean, I, I treated that fight just like I treat, you know, every other, other fight I've had, you know, you go in there with the general idea of, you know, I want to win the fight, and if he's weak on the ground, I'll try my best to get it to the ground, but just because this guy's good up, you know, good standing doesn't mean that, you know, I should totally abandon the idea of standing with him, and I honestly just kind of went with the flow the whole time, just, like, I thought he was going to try and stand with me. The way he kicked my leg, man, that shit sucked. I was like, oh, great, this is going to be another one of those kind of fights. Okay. So, I mean, then he kind of surprised me with that takedown. I would have probably fought the takedown a little bit harder. But, I mean, in the same breath, I'm I'm comfortable on my back. I'm, uh, it's like I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable in any situation. So it was just I, I, I knew I had that going for me. So that's just kind of, you know, the attitude I took in there was just, just wherever it happens, it happens. Well, um, with with what happened with Bisping not showing up for the fight, um, we're going to get more on the aftermath of that. Uh, what what did your team think about that? Did your did your team even uh, did it register with them, or was there a big feeling of just that was disrespectful on his part? What were the thoughts going on after the fight? Um, the fact that he didn't show up. It honestly didn't register until we were back in the locker room. Like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even, uh, I don't know. I, I was just kind of tuned in. I was just ready to go. And once once it was all over and you kind of, it's weird. Once you get in there, you get, like, blinders to almost everything. Yeah. And it's just like, I didn't realize he wasn't there until after the fight. And, I mean, uh, uh, not my problem, you know. True. It's kind of one of those deals. Because, well, I mean, I, did, I didn't really place too much emphasis on, I mean, 
because when it comes down to it, it's just you in there. I mean, yeah. yeah, everybody can say, oh, well, if your coach didn't show up for one of your fights, well, that's true. But, I mean, I've also, you know, if you've ever been to, like, a grappling tournament in or grappling tournament, a fight, whatever, and you've gone by yourself, then you know what it feels like to be there, and it's just you. If you've gotten a bar fight outside a bar with none of your friends around, you know what it's like. This thing had, you know, they they played that up for TV, but, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it didn't really matter where the hell he was at. It, yeah. It wouldn't have mattered if Dan wasn't, wasn't there for me. I mean, that's just... That's just the type of fighters that uh, that are on that show. Or, yeah. I mean, Frankie. Frankie's a guy that he's a fighter. He's a fighter's fighter. Same with Cameron. Same with Mark. Same with Richie. I mean, everybody on that show, minus Pierce, of course, is a fighter. They will they will throw down however, whenever. And that's what I honestly love about the U.S. team. You know, Dan included is we are all, we were all there to fight, regardless of all the bickering and the bitching that goes on and how much they play it up on TV, everybody wanted to fight. Absolutely. Well, um, looking back on this week's episode uh, and and watching uh, Dean's breakdown after the fight, have you ever witnessed, uh, obviously you don't see into the other person's locker room after your fights. What was that like watching... uh, how he reacted to the loss? Uh, well, at the risk of sounding like a huge dick, at the very beginning of the show, I said I was there to hurt feelings, and that's exactly what I did. I mean, that's I, that's how I would have reacted if I would have lost. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I would have tried, but I would definitely have not been a pleasant individual to be around. I would have probably punched the wall like, the other kid did. I don't even remember who did that. But, I mean, you kind of, I was, I went in there mentally prepared, like, mentally prepared, you know, all right, you're either going to win or you're going to lose. That's, that's it. And that's yes. just kind of, that's just kind of how I approach it. It's just, yeah. Well, uh, DeMarcus, any last, uh, last things to say on this week's episode? And then, uh, we've got two more fights next week. Any, uh, any insight onto what we might be seeing next week? Uh, next week's show will be a good one. Uh, as far as this show goes, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it, I don't. I, I like to think like my performances speak for themselves, kind of deal. Like, I don't really like talking myself up. Like, it's just like, all right, now I've shown you know I can ground and pound. Now I've shown that I can submit. You know. Now there's only one more block to check off, but you got to watch the semifinals for that. Well, Demarcus, it's a pleasure to talk to you every week, and uh, we'll we'll I'm sure see more of your face on the screen on Wednesday, and then uh, we'll talk to you about this week's episode uh, next weekend. All righty, sounds good, man. All right, have a good night training, man. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye.